Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence Roots Space Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, <coughs> whether on Twitter, Tim815 on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook Pre-Arb Excellence Group. Thanks for stopping by. For today's episode, John Hicks spoken into existence. And ask me questions if I was confusing. John Hicks was a Cubs minor league signing today, but I want to take a side slant onto something that, well, to me it was amusing. To the other person that was involved, it didn't seem to be, but to me it was amusing. There was a discussion about an article by a blogger talking about the merit of the Cubs considering. Dylan Lesko, a right-handed pitcher, with their first pick in the draft. Now, I'm completely good with the Cubs considering Dylan Lesko, with the Cubs aggressively scouting Dylan Lesko, with the Cubs having a scout at all of his outings, all that kind of stuff. And I might even be good with the Cubs selecting Dylan Lesko with the seventh pick in the first round. Possibly, maybe, depending upon how things progress. However, that wasn't what the discussion was about. The discussion was, well, I can't look it up anymore because the person deleted it, but I can give you the basics of it. The basics are words have meanings. Words have meanings. Let's say, I were to say, it is impossible for that person over there to ride a bicycle. Impossible. And they hop on a bicycle and ride the bicycle. I was wrong. Because it was possible for that person to ride a bicycle. Possibility is about actually the person wouldn't even have to ride the bicycle person wouldn't even have to ride the bicycle the person could just theoretically be able to ride the bicycle possibility is completely different from accuracy possibility is completely different from accuracy and sometimes people forget that so let's say uh, somebody says it is impossible for you to produce predict the weather in Chicago on February 10th, 2022. I say, uh, let me see. No, no, actually it's not. I'm going to predict um, it will be a high of 75 degrees. It'll be a high and a low of 47. And the lake, the, the wind will be coming out of the southwest at 14 miles an hour. Is that enough for a prediction? It's not going to be right. But it is possible for me to predict the weather. It is possible for me to predict what the NASDAQ will do in its Monday session. There's a whole lot of things I can predict. Doesn't mean I'm right. Doesn't mean I will be right. Doesn't mean anyone should listen to my predictions because I'm bad at predicting things sometimes. But possibility 
is different from accuracy. In this discussion, um, someone, let me see now, how exactly did it go? First person responding basically said, he looks kind of good, but high school pitchers are risky. I'd rather go with one of the hitters. Something like that. Maybe he said college hitters. Maybe he said just hitters. But this person was a bit hesitant on selecting Lesko. The second person who actually linked to the article creating the post said something along the lines of, hey, but Lesko, if it all works out for him, he could be, oh, you know the word that's, the two words that are coming up next, don't you? He could be an ace. He could be an ace. And I said something along the lines of, yeah, he could be an ace. He could be an ace, but there is a bit of risk when dealing with high school pitchers. So then the person who had posted the comment in the first place and had re referenced Dylan Lesko as a potential ace said, you can't predict an injury for a pitcher. Uh, hmm. You know what my next post was. Hey, guess what? I'm predicting an injury. I'm predicting Dylan Lesko will get injured at some point during his pitching career. Starting now, going through the next six years, Dylan Lesko will suffer an injury and miss <clears throat> at least one outing due to his injury. Wait, how can you how can you predict? No, you you said it's impossible for me to predict it. I just predicted it. I said the words. I predicted he's gonna get injured. I don't know what day, but you said it's impossible for me to predict that he would get injured. I said it's possible. It's I'm predicting he's going to get injured because you know what? At some point, a pitcher is going to get injured. Who was the last pitcher? who had, you know, any four, five, six, eight-year career that never got injured. Never. Didn't go on the injured list. Didn't miss a start. Didn't get into a situation where, well, we could probably use him out of the bullpen, but we'd really like to give him a day off because he probably needs a day off. To me, it says he's kind of injured. Maybe not to you, but, you know, it... Players get injured. So this person who started the post said, <clears throat> ah, Tim says the Cubs should never draft any pitchers because they might get hurt. And I said, basically, no, of course you draft pitchers. You know they're going to get hurt. Pitchers are going to get hurt regularly, which is why you have to draft pitchers because you don't know who's going to get injured. Then I followed up. In fact, I'll even say this. Every Cubs draft pick that they sign <clears throat> in 2022, pitcher or not pitcher, pitcher, catcher, infielder, outfielder, DH, pinch runner, whoever it is that they bring in, they're all going to get hurt. They're all going to get hurt because players playing baseball get hurt. 
It happens more often for pitchers than other players. Pitchers miss a lot more time with some of their injuries. But all baseball players get injured. It happens. Somewhere along the line, I think I offered a wager. I said something along the lines of, if he goes six years without an injury, I will send you $100 if you send me $1 as soon as he misses a start or relief appearance due to injury ever in the next six years. That entire link has been deleted since. I didn't delete it. Uh, It's really, you know, I grasp the concept of you don't want to negatively think about only the negative things that can possibly happen to a player, a pitcher, a hitter, a whatever. But the reality is, when you're looking at a prospect, a prospect, a prospect, whether it is a player the Cubs have already drafted, or a player the Cubs have not yet drafted but might draft, or an international type that they might consider signing um, in the future. It's not about will this person ever get injured. Of course they're going to get injured. Everybody's going to get injured. Nobody plays 162 anymore. Nobody plays 162. It would be silly to play 162. Usually what will happen now, you have guys, is this guy proven to be a 500 or more plate appearance guy? Is this guy proven that he can go 500 plate appearances in a season if he's healthy and generally remain productive the entire time? Is he that guy yet? Because there are a lot of players who they are useful when they play. But they're really not 600, 700 at-bat guys yet. Maybe at some point they will be. But as of right now, as of today, no, they're not. So, like, if you're guessing Rafael Ortega, how many at-bats will Rafael Ortega get if there is... Uh, how many prorated at-bats? Yeah, I'll say prorated based on whatever the season is. Multiply the number of at-bats to the point where there would be a 162-game season. So if there's an 80-game season, you double it. Prorated, what would you expect Rafael Ortega's amount of at-bats to be? Well, I don't think it would be over 400 because I don't think he's shown that he can play an entire season with over 400 at-bats, and still be productive. He needs a day off here, a day off there, and he's certainly not going to start very much against left-handed pitching. He did well last year, primarily against right-handers. So Rafael Ortega will usually start against right-handers if he starts off the well uh, starts off the year hitting well against right-handers. But he will usually have a backup in there, a different player in there, playing for him if there is a left-handed starting pitcher. Clint Frazier, whoever it is, whoever it is, doesn't really matter. What you're trying to do is assess what is logically expectable. What is logically expectable. And with a pitcher, what is logically expectable? 
They're going to get hurt. 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 You don't know what's going to happen. But they are going to get hurt. Players, that, you know, third baseman, right fielder, you know what you can guess about them? They're going to get hurt. They're going to get hurt. They're going to get hurt. Probably not as severely as pitchers. But you get that double up the gap and the right fielder makes a play for it, runs into the wall, whether it's at Wrigley, whether it's in Philadelphia, whether it's in Carolina, uh, Colorado. Hey, yeah, Carolina, why not? Because we don't have to be major leaguer to get injured. Run into a wall and ah! Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, dude, how are you? Yeah. Dude, you sound like you might need a day or two off. We might have to put you on a 10-day disabled list. Yeah. Because players get injured. People who are surprised by sports injuries, they boggle my mind. Oh, this guy got hurt. How did that happen? Because he was out doing something physically taxing and he ran into something and it hurt. You know, kind of like when you're walking through the house and something happens, you turn over, you turn to look over your shoulder and all of a sudden your shin runs in to the coffee table. Mm-hmm. Ow! Ow! How did that happen? You're walking around your house. It happens. You hurt yourself. People get injured. When people start talking about pitcher injuries, pitchers get hurt. When people start talking about other baseball players getting injured, guess what? Everybody gets hurt because when you're doing physically taxing stuff, you overextend yourself and get injured. Maybe someone's in the weight room. They're lifting something. It's like, ah, 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 ah. And, you know, lat strain or whatever it is. Players get hurt. Don't be surprised by it. Don't be surprised by it. People who are of the, we are going to have nine players on our team. Nine players are going to play. We are going to pot commit all of our designated hitter at bats to one designated hitter. No, why? That's silly. Bring in as many good players as you possibly can and then go out in the draft, get as many good players as you possibly can, go out and get as many good coaches as you possibly can, develop the absolute maximum out of as many of the players in your organization, pitchers and hitters and catchers and outfielders and infielders and everything and DHs and pinch runners in the Dominican, in Mesa, in low A, in high A, in triple A, double A, major league level, all across the board. Make sure everybody's getting better. Make sure everybody's getting better because... It's very rare that a team will try to get through a season with, hey, we have a 26-man roster, so it would be criminal. It would be impossible for us to call up someone from the minor leagues. No, it would be logical to call up someone from the minor leagues at some point because somebody's either going to get hurt or get traded or something, and you're going to need someone from the minor leagues, and hopefully you've done an adequate job of developing those players as well. John Hicks is the player the Cubs signed today. And yesterday I was asking what sorts of players should the Cubs be looking for as they are signing players because they're not going to sign Chris Bryant. 
They're not going to sign Anthony Rizzo, at least not until the lockout is solved. The Cubs have 190 total spots that they can employ players. They might as well get up to that 190 mark. <coughs> a lot of them will be pitchers. Some of them will be catchers. Some of them will be infielders. Some of them will be outfielders. And the 190 at the stateside level, don't know how close they are, but they're probably kind of close. Um, my lean would be toward making sure they have enough recently out-of-college arms that have recently been starting pitchers because those would help to add to the likelihood of the Cubs having a second team in the Arizona Compound League this year. That, to me, would seem like a rather laudable goal, a laudable something to attempt to get to. John Hicks is a veteran backup catcher. I'll put it that way. Um, he has three point, three point something, 3.017 years of major league service, signed on a minor league deal, and presumably he will be the Taylor Davis guy. He will probably be the Taylor Davis guy. He will go out to Iowa and be either the catcher A or the catcher B in Iowa. Since he's on a minor league deal, <coughs> he will be in spring training next month with the minor leaguers because he's on a minor league deal. And he will prepare himself to get ready for the iCubs season because that's what a minor league catcher who will probably be in AAA will do. So he's getting him he will get himself ready for the AAA iCubs season and get ready for that trip to Buffalo in early April. And that'll be his gig. And if it gets to a situation where he's needed at the major league level, he has major league experience, they can call him up, they can use him in a game. He's really not too much on either side of zero as far as offensively or defensively. He looks like he's a little bit more of an offensive-minded catcher than a defensive-minded catcher, but I don't really believe defensive metrics all that much anyway, especially when they are in small sample sizes for players who really haven't played very much. John Hicks, send him to Iowa. Have him as, again, Iowa Cubs probably will have three catchers. That's the trend. You have three catchers. One of them gets the day off purely, and the other two get through the game. And then the next day, a different guy gets the day off, and the other two guys get through the game. Hey, maybe the one, maybe the starter goes the whole way. Cool. Yay. Hooray. Um, or maybe he only goes six or seven innings and needs somebody else to come in to come finish up, finish up for him. Usually, at the AAA level now, teams like to have three catchers. And John Hicks, as one of them, makes absolute perfect sense. Is it essential for him to go to Major League Spring Training? I don't know if he has a non-roster invite, NRI non-roster invite. Didn't see that in with the information. Maybe he will be in Mesa. Maybe he won't be in Mesa. And one of the questions with Mesa, if the... Major League Baseball spring training 
let's say Major League Baseball spring training starts on April 12th. Just pull in a number. April 12th, Major League Baseball spring training begins. John Hicks is already in, in uh, Iowa. He's already playing for the I-Cubs. Is he going to get summoned back from Des Moines to be the backup, backup, backup catcher in spring training and force the I-Cubs to find another catcher to replace John Hicks? I don't know. See, these are the questions I ask. I don't think John Hicks matters a whole hill of the beans a lot as far as the Cubs' long-term future. But as far as having a guy around able to play, you plug in John Hicks, and if it ends up being a situation where one of the 29 teams in the league makes an offer too good to refuse... In regards to Wilson Contreras having John Hicks around, John Hicks could then end up being a major league backup. It wouldn't necessarily help the major league team a whole lot having John Hicks as the major league backup, but it all depends on what is being offered. Somebody would say, oh, the Cubs aren't going to trade Wilson Contreras because blah, 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 blah. He's a Yankees fan. My response was, all depends upon what the 29 offers are. My thought was, if the Yankees were to offer Anthony Volpe or uh, Jason Dominguez, the Cubs would make that trade. Of course, the Yankees wouldn't offer them, but it all depends upon what is being offered. It all depends upon what's being offered, just like it was last July. The Cubs made those trades last July because the long-term value of those players outweighed the short-term disadvantage of losing a whole bunch of games. It all depends upon what is being offered. John Hicks, hey, welcome to the Cubs. I hope your stay is enjoyable, and I hope you pack some long johns for your trip to Buffalo, in early April. Thanks for stopping by. Have a great weekend.